While downturns are inevitable, when, when they do occur, it's important to recognize that there are valuable resources available, as well as those that are willing to provide unbiased third-party guidance. You're not alone. In this episode, we will explore how best to pursue tailored support for your individual business needs. We also talk about mediation options that can be tailored to your specific and unique situation. Welcome to Feedstuff's In Focus, our podcast, taking a look at the big issues affecting the livestock, grain, poultry, and animal feed industries. I'm your host, Sarah Muirhead. This episode is brought to you by the National Pork Board. The National Pork Board is here for producers. Visit porkcheckoff.org to stay connected. With us today to talk about options for advice and assistance in difficult times, are Mary Preisler, Program Director of Farmer Lender Mediation Program, and Eric Osterhost, Lead Advisor at Pinion. Eric, talk to us about Pinion. What uh, What is that all about? So Pinion and really Pinion Risk Management, as we're a group who work with um, livestock producers and grain producers across uh, the country and even overseas in Australia, and specifically what we do is we help advise the producer as it relates to markets, price risk, uh, helping them manage their price risk specifically. Of course, uh, markets are very volatile these days, especially in the ag commodities. And so our role is to help uh, provide kind of a sounding board, uh, I guess, to some degree in regards to what the markets are doing, direction, strategies to manage that. Uh, ways uh, to lock in profitability, protect themselves. Uh, and that is uh, a large part of what we do day to day. It is selling uh, is to a large degree, a very emotional uh, thing. Uh, although many producers don't like to admit that we all, we all know that it truly is. And, and the markets move in such a way that um, it's very easy for producers to get caught up. And um, when it comes to, um, production ag, most of our producers are on the cutting edge of technology. They, if Mother Nature and circumstances um, allow, they can certainly produce a quality animal, uh, produce the bushels of grain. Uh, and I, I've always liked to say that 98% of their waking hours are thinking, dreaming, and, and directly involved with production ag. Um, the risk management part is the, the remaining 2%. And so their days are busy and we help provide kind of that stop gap in between that to proactively help them manage that risk as they're doing what they love, which is the production ag side of the business. So Pinion is really about uh, kind of being a resource for farmers and their business and, and putting things somewhat into perspective when things might get a little difficult. That, that's, that's a great way uh, to explain it. Um, you know, again, without getting too far into it, the markets move in such a way they don't always make sense. And for a lot of producers, what happens is they get stuck. Uh, they get stuck. The markets don't move the direction they, they feel like it should or they need. And they need help and advice on how to, number one, be proactive so they don't get them in that place where they do feel stuck. But also when inevitably the markets put them in a place that's uncomfortable um, but they have someone who's looking out for them, understands their operation, their costs. Uh, you know, we try to remind everybody we farm for profit, not price, and where their profitability lies. And here are three ways that we can manage this risk, and this is what we think you need to do and why. And kind of providing that, um, just that backstop, that voice 
that uh, a lot of producers, frankly, don't have. Mary, tell us a little bit about the Farmer Lender Mediation Program. The Farmer Lender Mediation Program in Minnesota is mandatory through state legislation. And so therefore, if a creditor is going to serve a notice of an intent to enforce collection of a loan uh, for equipment, it could be for a contract for deed, it could be for a, an agricultural loan of any kind. And if it's over $15,000, that creditor is required to offer the option of mediation to the farmer. With the mediation, we are using a trained neutral facilitator to assist in negotiations of the parties in this dispute. Uh, they're informal and confidential. Everything that happens um, is confidential and not in a preparatory way for a court battle if we fail. It requires less time than going to court, and it also gives that producer a lot more control over the whole process of what's going to happen in the future. That producer has an opportunity to renegotiate, restructure, or resolve farm debt through mediation with the program. We have a 90-day timeline, and we have we have lots of timelines in order to observe that, but uh, state legislation. But we uh, try to stay within those timelines and give everyone an opportunity to be heard. The goals of mediation are to achieve open communication be between the parties to resolve the differences, to create a non-hostile environment, define the rights and responsibilities of the debtors and the creditors, treat all the parties with dignity and respect, and produce agreements that are acceptable to the parties involved. But the beauty of mediation is that the parties are involved retain control. There's not outside influences that are coming in to control the process. Those that are sitting in that room control what happens and they have joint decision-making uh, regarding the outcome. So, so Mary, if a farmer is experiencing a, a difficult situation, what would be two or three things they should, they should remember as they're going through these rather trying times? One is they're not alone. There are a lot of resources out there to help them. There are emotional, spiritual, uh, economic, and uh, they're not alone. And many times that we cannot make people understand that concept. They think that they're the only one and that they have failed. One of the things that we need brought to mediation is honesty and trust. And if we can have everyone in that room be honest about what's really going on and share about it, many times we options will come from different places than we would expect. But by the time that they, they come to mediation, things have already gone downhill. And so we need changes. That farmer needs to be, to be prepared to make some different, very difficult decisions about the future. Probably a point, right, where you start to feel that, you know, I'm getting in a situation. Do, do, I, do I keep writing it out? When do you know when it's time? I mean, do you wait for your, your lenders or someone to come in and say, this is it, we need to mediate, you know, we've got a situation, or you, you should have that sense. When do you move forward with, you know what, I need a little assistance here? Mary, what, what are your thoughts on that? Unfortunately, we have a system that waits until it's broken before it's used. 
And so by the time that they come to mediation, they have tried on many, many, many things. And that has not worked for them. The idea of getting everyone in the room with a neutral person who has no vested interest in that whole situation and can ask questions and encourage people to give the honest answers. It's amazing how when you get that brain power working together, then you can find some solutions. Eric, you've, you're kind of about that initial let's help people before it gets to mediation, right? So so give us a couple examples of, say, risk management practices that that all farmers should consider with their businesses to help kind of offset that loss, either doing, during a market downturn or when production costs get too high. What are some of the things that you might recommend? Well, you hinted on one of them all already in regards to production costs. I mean, the first thing that every producer needs to, to do is really dedicate some time and effort. And if they don't have the direct time, then they need to find somebody to get a firm grasp on expenses and costs. Uh, you know, the basis of any risk management plan without that is you're striking out blindly in the dark. <laughs> you, you need to know where where uh, that profit starts and, and where it ends. And, and even if the numbers aren't um, aren't easy to look at, uh, you know, again, that that leads us to the second step. But the, the first step is you need to see those numbers and you need to have a firm grasp. You need to take the time uh, and dedicate um talent towards that. And if you don't have that talent, you need to find somebody with the talent to do it. So those pencils need to be really, really sharp, especially the tighter and tighter you get on your profitability or even below. It makes it even more important. But second is, you know, recognize that, you know, if you are in a break even or less scenario, the second most important thing to remember is, well, that doesn't mean that there's nothing to do. You know, I'm not at a profit, so my answer is to close my eyes and ears and just hope, hope that things work out. Uh, loss minimization uh, is a goal in some years. Uh, live to fight another day, as the saying goes. And so, uh, you know, in recognizing that a, a proper risk management plan, uh, it's a series of steps uh, over your production as the year progresses. It is not a one time, I'm just going to throw it out and hope it works, capitulation type marketing plan. And too often people get to that point. So that's really the, the second step. I think that people need to recognize that is, you know, sometimes you do take loss minimization positions um, simply if nothing else, especially depending on how you structure your loss minimization plan is that if um, we think clearer, the more pressure is off of us. Taking that first step and getting that first risk management strategy in place uh, actually helps you with the second and the third and the fourth decision. So that's really critical. And lastly, you know, with your costs firmly in hand and your eyes uh, pointed towards protecting uh, your worst case scenario first, um, really uh, the producer's when it comes to how you sell or how you hedge or manage risk, you have to recognize there's only, there's a very finite number of tools that are available. And in order to be uh, effective at risk management in today's world, you need to be as uh, 
I guess, advanced as you are in the production side when it comes to the risk management side. You need to be very familiar with all the tools that are out there for you to utilize, whether that be hedging tools, insurance tools, of course, that selling cash tools in your markets. And you have to be comfortable with all of them, knowing that each one of them has their pros, each one of them has their cons. But one of the mistakes I've seen, um, you know, in the past is when someone uses uh, a particular tool, maybe they even use it in the wrong way. They think they're using it the right way, but they're using it the wrong way. And then they don't get the outcome they think, and they blame the tool. Well, that didn't work. So I will never use that tool again, knowing in many cases it was, the tool did exactly what it was supposed to do. You're just not valuing it in the right or correct way. And a lot of times, unfortunately, again, that takes human interaction. It does take an advisor or a consultant to explain that. And so, you know, utilizing all those tools, having them available doesn't mean you use them every time, but at least being at a comfort level where uh, you feel in control uh, and comfortable in using it, the right tool at the right time at the right place is kind of how we've always said it. In hard times, and we've had some hard times in agriculture, in your opinion, what are some of the key factors that contribute to this resilience and, and, and hope among farmers in the face of adversity? Eric? Well, I think one of the the key factors, especially in our business, is, again, is being able to get yourself in a position to go through the hard times, knowing that they are cyclical. Everything in ag, and especially as it relates to commodity prices, are cyclical. Um, And so I I think most producers realize that it's just uh, the, the bad times, sitting out the bad times and doing it in a way where, number one, they can keep their their sanity together as well as their uh, their balance sheet. And so that's where I think proper risk management comes into place. And, you know, so the the hope that I would throw out there is even, you know, we've all been through it. If you've been in this industry for more than just five years, uh, not so recent past, we've had some tough times in these different commodity markets. And we managed to find our way through those. Um, the great thing about the U.S. is we will continue to be on the cutting edge of ag across the world, not just here in our own state and our own county. Uh, but across the world. And and I don't see that the world as a whole is looking to eat less, whether it be proteins or grains. uh, The demand is there. It will continue to grow. And I believe that, uh, again, as long as we can hold our sanity and our balance sheets together, that we'll be there at the right time when uh, the prices move in our direction, which inevitably they will. Mary, any final words you'd like to leave our, our audience with? I think the attitude that you come in to mediation with will depend upon the attitude at the end. If we can go through and we can transform some of that hurt, uh, some of the things that have happened between you and your lender or in your family, if we can clarify those things and call it for what it is and have some trust and respect I, as a mediator, demand respect. I will not put up with any name-calling or accusations. We know that we're here for a reason, and the reason is to work it out. So to keep everything positive and to relay that onto the people that are in that mediation, that what what was going on is not working, so therefore we have to change. And the only way to change is through positive communication. Very good. So, so Eric, final words from you, final, uh, final words of wisdom. 
Well, um, I think the final words of wisdom, just that in ag as a whole is, especially with the nature of operations these days, even a, what someone would consider themselves a small producer, uh, you actually have uh, uh, the cash flow and assets that would scare most people to death. Uh, so even small isn't that small. And I think the key to any big business, if you look out across um, you know, different industries, is one common thing you see is um, someone who's tr- truly in charge and running their operation has built themselves a team. Uh, you, you just, you know, your greatest uh, strength is usually your greatest weakness. And for a lot of our producers, their greatest strength is, is their doers. They get out there and they do. And when something needs to be done, especially done right, they tend to want to do it. But that only goes so far. Eventually, your arms can't reach around all those things and things start to spill out the sides. And so when it comes to the different aspects in your business, a good uh, manager of their business will build a good team. Find team members that you know uh, not only are good at what they do, but that you can trust. Uh, That's, uh, I think, a really key piece of success going forward. I want to add that there are educational resources that are out there to help you. This can be a small, small farm. It can be a big corporate farm. 69% of our clients were sole proprietors. 20% were corporate. The others, they had partnerships or they had some different arrangements. But in Minnesota alone, we had 1,165 mediation notices. Out of those, 835 completed mediation, but we had an 86% settlement rate. But that means that they took all of that education that is available through the Farm Advocate Program, the Department of Agriculture, the University of Minnesota Extension, the farm business management, individuals like Eric, who are financial analysts. And they are, they are there to help the farmer. Our average farmer was a 49-year-old. They ranged in age from 22 to 88. And they'd owned that land for 17 years. That's really mid-America. And so when they are getting into trouble, we need them to... to start a process of working things out before it gets into the legal system. Our thanks to Mary Preisler, Program Director of Farmer Lender Mediation Program, and Eric Osterhaus, Lead Advisor at Pinion. I'm Sarah Muirhead, and you've been listening to Feedstuffs in Focus. If you would like to hear more conversations about some of the big issues affecting the livestock, poultry, grain, and animal feed industries, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast channel including Apple and Google Podcasts. Until next time, have a great day and thank you for listening.